We're gearing up for Western Art Week, when Great Falls becomes the Western art capital of the world. 16 different shows with art ranging from paintings and sculptures to furniture and jewelry. On this episode of We're No Damn Experts, we're talking with one of the artists at the Out West show, Ron Ukrainitz. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And, and we're, we're No, no damn, damn Experts. I just want to acknowledge that this you super sexy, sexy voice um, <laughs> in, in my 90s friends will know um, the smelly cat sound. Phoebe. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I've got it going got on. It covered. <laughs> Thanks to my wonderful nieces and nephew over the Christmas season, they be... They gifted me this. That's nice. So now I'm gifting it to They're you giving, all. They gift you a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice gift. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm excited today. We're continuing on our artist series. Yes. Tell me who's in the studio. Yes. It's uh, someone I count as a very good friend who's befriended my husband and I over the years. Uh, and I'm very excited to have him here. Ron Ukrainitz, who you, is a well-renowned, very, very talented artist. Well, thank you. Yeah. This is kind of this is fun. <laughs> I haven't done one of these before, so um, I'm still curious about the social cue business. But I'm sure <laughs> you can point at me or wave, yeah. and I'll get it. I think you're getting it so far. Okay, you good. knew when to talk. Okay, yeah. good. We have probably more photos of Ron <laughs> in our photo library for tourism mm-hmm. than he expects. First and foremost. Oh God. Yeah, and they're amazing photos. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And we've used them a lot in our paid media. So mm-hmm. you've seen Ron often. And then addition to that, we asked him to star in our docu-series Ooh, right. of Art in America that right. was on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Episode four is all about Great Falls. Mm-hmm. And you would get to see Ron and his wife, Echo, who you have a you house could, of artists. Yes. <laughs> well, power w- couple in the art world. Well, I don't know about the power couple, but we have a lot of fun. We yeah. really do. Um, but I want to digress just a second. Here. Yes, Go for please. it. You said you've been taking photos of me and you get paid for that. <laughs> She's making money so, off your likeness. I'm either yeah. a public figure or yes. an unpaid professional. Yeah, Ooh. probably both things. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write that He's down. He's like, I'm going to make, make this good here. <laughs> there is one this. photo we have of you painting at Giant Springs Park, and I have yes. no idea oh. where it came from. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we coordinated it somehow, but it probably just popped in because I paint all around the city mm-hmm. um, at any given time. It's just on a whim. Mm-hmm. Um, if the weather's nice and the light looks good, I could di- I'll dive down to Giant Springs or the uh, Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center. Um, I've even painted on the grounds of the Russell Museum quite mm-hmm. a few times. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, it could have been one of those uh, impromptu things. So um, visitors, guests, if you're lucky, ooh, you're wandering you around out here, in public. you could see Ron yeah. painting live and in person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as an artist, a house full of artists, um, how long have you just been an artist? Have you ever like worked a side job to... 
keep the lights on while you did your artwork or have you just gotten to be a full-time artist all of your life well i uh i i was in the air force and in the air national guard and i i really wanted to be an artist or be involved in art at some point and uh even in high school middle school i was drawing all the things that middle school kids draw um, Put that up for and sale. then uh decided that at some time um, during that period, I just decided that that's what I wanted to do, but I did. I wasn't sure how I could pay the bills, and of course, my dad uh, bought and sold a lot of artwork, and and uh, was a dealer and a broker, and oh. and um, so I got to see an awful lot of different styles run through the house, and and everything from Paxons and Seltzers, and um, I never did see any Russells. I don't think hmm. he had any ever, but. Uh, there was an awful lot of really talented stuff go through the house. And so I think that kind of influenced when I went off to my one year of college. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that one was, year program? Yeah, uh-huh. the uh, 1968 wasn't, you know, and being an artist or an art major wasn't critical to national defense. Mm. So oh. um, we had to take a little side trip for a while. But I never finished um, or never gave up on the artwork at all. Uh, I was drawing uh, airplanes when I was down in basic training hmm. and tech oh. school and drawing my my uh, squad mates and and uh, so that just continued and um, so I and then when I came back uh, I got a job a full time job with the Air National Guard and ended up um, most of the guys up there knew that I was an artist and so when I wasn't uh, being an aircraft electrician uh, I was painting nose art on some of the, oh. some of the airplanes. And um, that or really, without permission. Well, it depends on who the pilot was. <laughs> fair, um, fair. There were there was a couple of instances, um, and I can share them now. Uh, <laughs> it's been long statute enough. of limitations. Statute of limitations. Yeah, uh-huh. that, that's passed. Um, every time a visiting commander would fly in from a different air, air base. Uh, he might fly home with a very personalized message on the side of his aircraft, Ooh. either Ooh. figure or. Mostly figures, um, some of them clad, um, but at any rate, uh, uh, we base commander was very. Um, he would apologize for me, and then he would come down and say, "You boy, you really got that one right, uh, but don't do it again until the next time." Right. And and uh, so I continued that, and uh, that was really a lot of fun yeah. because you get to use the caricature side of of what I saw and and people and. Um, it was kind of embarrassing on a couple of them, but, you know, you do them anyway because they're fun. Uh, do any of the, the current C-130s have your artwork on the side no, of it up there? No, okay. um, no. Do you I want got, us to sneak in at yeah. the gates? We know and you people. Can, <laughs> you can start painting one night. Uh, I don't know. I, you know. I'm a little too old to run away from statute of limitations anymore, so, um, so I think we'll just leave it okay. where, where it's okay. at. You know, history is always great. Yeah, um, it's always good yeah. to have it. And uh, if you don't know history, and you tend to repeat it, I don't want to. want to be on the lamb, so, um, so to speak. But, uh, but no. Anyway, it was uh, during that time um, I was injured uh, to the point where I couldn't continue working up there. Oh. And so in that little nanosecond, uh, where that uh, where there was an accident that occurred. Uh, that's when I became a professional artist and, and uh, painted for food. <laughs> and that was my logo on my door at my house, <laughs> as wheeling around food. in a wheelchair for a while. You yeah. know, we'll paint for food. Um, <laughs> and thankfully, through the kindness and graces of a couple of local businessmen here who would come by and, 
and uh, they would buy a painting and and uh, so I could survive for the next month and and that you know it really worked out because I had kind of a collector base started and they would show their friends and then the next thing you know I've got other people coming to the house and saying hey can you do this can you do that and and, uh, and it worked out, and eventually um, I ended up moving up into the Swan Valley for a period of time. Oh. And that, uh, I think that's where, um, I, th- I think that's where I really grew, because there was nobody up there. There was one other young man who was a really talented artist, and uh, he and I would get together and we'd talk. He was actually a full-time logger, but God, he was really gifted. Yeah. And so he and I'd get together and we'd go dabble, we'd go paint down by this one or something and and um you know that's it was it was there that I discovered how little I knew. <laughs> oh. Really. And and uh, so I was fortunate enough to get into some shows and and um you know but Lindbergh Lake Montana and people say well where is that? And I said well just south of Condon with an N. Um <laughs> Good clarification. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to make sure they could find it on a map, yeah. you know, and see that I really, truly was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and loving every minute of it. You know, I just, I really did, um, and it gave me a, a real, I think, a chance for for not only personal growth but growth as an artist because I had time to um, make plenty of mistakes, <laughs> not show them to anybody, but learn from them, and then eventually get to the point where, yeah, show people your mistakes and, and show them a growth. And to let them know that you're just as human as everybody else is. Mm. You know, I get, I'm entitled to make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I enjoy it. Because um, if you don't make a mistake, then you've already done the perfect piece. And so what's the sense of continuing? <laughs> continuing you know, if you you've done well the perfect. I've done. That's my, <laughs> done. My, yeah. my perfect piece. Yeah. yeah. The masterpiece is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's where it, it kind of started um, mm. back in the 80s, uh, mid 80s. And, and uh, it's really, it's been the biggest joy of my life. I mean, I could have chased sparks around airplanes until I had 25 or 30 years in, and it would have been satisfactory. But this is the creme de la creme to be mm. able to, um, you know, provide a, a d- pretty decent living. Um, I don't do as many shows as I used to anymore. Um, and that's that's a good thing. You know, we're pretty selective now. Of course, we do the big shows here in town and uh, with the uh, Sam Russell Art Auction. Yeah. And then uh, the Out West, of course, I uh, was pretty heavily involved in that. And I kind of cut everything else out after that until, and we do one show down in Texas, but I'm not going to tell you much about that one. But, <laughs> yeah, because Texas. we're talking about Great Falls. Yeah. See? Um, but no, I come home to Great Falls after that, or Echo and I do, and and, uh, um, and hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get so much energy from the people it's just it's it's amazing it's like a huge shot of adrenaline and you're just on a roll yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, and is it a unique feature for our community um we always brag about it like during western art week Mm -hmm. which is 50 plus years running now right um that connection with the artist you actually Mm -hmm. when you go to the art shows you get to visit with the artists i think that's the real unique feature of versus going to like a gallery right. or mm-hmm. somewhere else is you actually get to talk to the person that's created the work, what their inspiration was, where their mistakes are. They can point out, well, I wish I would have shadowed right. this differently <laughs> or used this different color. Mm-hmm. That's what um, that's what the definition of an artist is. You're not ashamed to show people um, mm-hmm. you know, something that you're not happy with because it shows you're human. Mm-hmm. You can make a mistake. You know the mistake is there. When you look at it, maybe you look at it through a mirror or you take a photo and it's smaller and you think, oh, boy, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, but it's it's good 
but it just didn't work, you know, maybe to your standards. Um, and I, you know, and I really enjoy talking to the people that come through, whether they buy a piece or not. It makes no difference. It's all part of the responsibility we have to not only represent what we see around here, but it's also um, used as an educational tool. Mm -hmm. And then people, some people realize that, and others just enjoy talking. <laughs> and that's okay, too. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the bottom line is you'd like to sell a painting or two, <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't, uh, it's not a bad thing to just sit mm -hmm. and visit and then let people know that you're, number one, you're not unreachable, and number two, you're yeah. not... Um, infallible, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're going to make a mistake and, and, uh, you know, just to let people know you're, that you're human. That's a big thing. That was, uh, a few years ago I had met, uh, you and Echo, yes. or at least you prior to this, but I distinctly remember, I don't know, three, four years ago now at the end, uh, at the end of the big auction, Jason and I were wandering around, and when you're in the Heritage, right. um, which is where the Art West, the Out West show uh, will be again this coming March, you can go in and out of the the rooms there. Hotel rooms. Uh, yes, yeah. and uh, converted right, to right, galleries. Right, I should explain that more. Yeah. The hotel rooms. There's the big open space where there's things set up, and then there's mm -hmm. rooms where everything's taken out of, and there's just art in there. I remember Jason and I it was kind of towards the end of the night. Jason yeah. and I were wandering down the hall, and we just got to talking, and we were with you and Echo. I mean, a few hours. I yeah. want to say that, yeah. and that's really where our joint. Yeah, know, friendship. I really remember that blossoming from there. Uh, but I remember you talk about, you know, just the, the rawness of the experience because those shows and the auctions that happen, I remember um, Echo had just had a piece. Yes. In the auction, and she was a little disappointed with the, the result of the auction. But just getting to be in that moment with you guys yeah. in, at the end of this big show that I had so much effort mental, yeah. <laughs> physical, emotional effort and just mm -hmm. get to kind of get an inside glimpse of like, wow, the whole roller coaster ride of emotion of having a piece put up in the in the auction, oh, yeah. that it's, whole thing. It's uh, well, we we have a kind of a philosophy about that, because <laughs> when you put a piece of artwork in the in an auction of mm -hmm. that caliber, mm -hmm. you know, CM Russell Art Auction is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, Fifty. Let's see. This is 50 four years yeah. now that that auction has been running continuously it's one of the biggest in the country most one of the most highly regarded when you hang up or you submit a painting to that and it gets accepted when they hang it up it's almost like you're standing naked in front of a crowd <laughs> because everything that you have done not only in the creation of that but in life in general goes into that piece mm -hmm. You know, so you dropped a dish on the floor that day in your haste to get down to the studio and get to work. That's part of the painting mm -hmm. um, because it's a memory. Mm -hmm. And I can, uh, Echo will tell you too, that she can remember um, what's on the background, playing a music that's playing oh, um, wow. or a television program that's on uh, while you're doing that piece. So you look at that piece, you say, oh, yeah, I can remember. I was watching an episode of whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so that's in that piece, too. So you really are standing up there naked yeah. <laughs> because your heart, your soul, all your abilities are up there. But not only that, but all the memories mm -hmm. that you made in the creation of that piece. And in her case, months, mm -hmm. you know, two or three months yeah. of work. And... Uh, she might not look at it that way, but that I'm a little bit more philosophical. Sure. But that's how I see it. Is that hard? 
to me, if I put that much time and emotional effort into something, it would be hard for me to be like, okay, go out into the world. Bye bye. <laughs> like, I know that's your livelihood, but is right. that, is that ever emotionally hard to sp- pour so much of yourself and have all of those memories into a piece and then watch it leave? Or is that the whole, that's the whole reason you created it? You don't even, leave. you don't even get to vet the person right. who's bidding yeah, on no it. Like, kidding. is well, it going to a good this? home? Right. Well, Where are you going to put it? There's that. And that yeah. was, uh, when I first started, that's one of the things that, that I learned right away is, and, and my father told me something when I first started, and I, I believe this to this day. And he said, number one, you never fall in love with your own work. <laughs> but when it's time for that piece to go out the door, you just want to treat it like a puppy <laughs> and make sure that it goes to the right person yeah. and goes to a good home. And he said, besides, then you get one piece off the wall, then you have to make another one <laughs> to fill in that spot. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, that's how Echo feels. Mm-hmm. Um, she puts all the time and effort into it, and I do too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, we both do that. Um, we want to make sure that it's done to the best of our ability that particular, at that time, and then... We want to see it go to a good home, and then we want to fill that empty hole with another piece that's equally as good or better. Hmm. Um, and it's just it's just the love of doing the work, and you know the cherry on the cake is if you sell it, right? Yeah, that really is because then you can eat the cake and have yeah. the cherry too <laughs> um, that you buy with the proceeds uh-huh, from the yeah. painting. So, uh, but no, but that, uh, that, that you know that's kind of a humorous way of looking at it. But but I never forgot what my dad said. You know, you never fall in love with your own work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you ha- you have to kind of have a little bit of that detachment because mm-hmm. there are things in my home where I'm like, no, I'm I'm not ready to get rid of that mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. And my husband will look at me. He's like, why are we? <laughs> we just had yeah. this incident happen with a dog bed. There's a dog <laughs> oh. bed in our bedroom. Yeah. And I'm not ready to get rid of the dog bed yet. And yeah. he's like. Um, it's been four years since a dog has slept in that bed. Maybe we need to, I'm like, nope, not ready yet. Not ready. Yeah. You have to reach that point. It has happened, um, on occasion where you feel so comfortable with something Mm -hmm. that maybe you won't take it to the out West this year. Maybe you'll Mm -hmm. sandbag that for a while. Um, and that has happened. I mean, and I, you know, I have to remind myself and I have to remind my wife that, you know, we're doing okay, but eventually you're going to have to cut the apron strings and let that yeah. one fly. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. ever leave a piece at home and then somebody will show up at the show and you're like, oh, Should've I have brought this that one. great piece at home that you well, probably would love, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready yet to tell you about that. That is a, that's a great point, and I'm glad you mentioned that because um, both of us take photos of our work in process. Oh, and so if someone comes in and says uh, to me or to Echo or mostly to me, do you have any elk or do you have any moose or do you have any whatever? Um, I can say, you know, I didn't bring it because it's still in process. Mm. It might, you know, it and might be done. <laughs> it might be done except for the signature, but yeah. it, right. might, it might be at the house still or yeah. at the studio. Well, and, and your process doesn't always just have to include the art itself. It's you know, the process of beginning to let it go as well. Well, that's mm. true. Yeah. And, and it may not be signed. So it's still not finished until you put your, your mm. signature mm-hmm. on the end of, on the bottom of it. So, um, so yeah, that, you know, th- there are a few of those that we do keep back from time to time. And some of them, of course, we just, in our individual galleries, like at the Out West, in the gallery rooms, um, we don't, you know, we'll fill them up. 
And if we don't have uh, any space left, then, you know, that piece just doesn't go. And, and it, could, it could be a random piece or a piece that's in process, um, you know, and, and sometimes there, a gallery will call and say, gee, I saw this in process piece. I'd like that. And so, you, you know, then you purposely set it back. And if someone comes in and says, gee, do you have any, you know, water oozles or something, um, I say, yeah, I do, but you're, uh, it's already spoken for. A gallery has already expressed interest, and so I prefer that you buy it from them. Right. And that way you support the gallery, support yeah. yourself, and, and uh, hopefully the buyer's happy. Mm-hmm. So, Do you have a piece or a few pieces in mind that you did fall in love with that you still think about? <laughs> Yeah. Wonder how it's doing? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Call I ha- the check-in yeah. on them. <laughs> I, do ha- I do have a couple, and mm. uh, there was one in particular that I did um, when I was living up in the Swan. I have to kind of preface the story to sit, lay the groundwork here. Um, I rehabilitated injured birds of prey. I, I don't have a oh, degree wow. in art. I never did get that. Um, <laughs> but I have an associate's degree in avian biology. And, okay. Oh, wow. And so what I did, well, I just... I just I knew that I didn't understand an awful lot about birds, so I, I went ahead and got this uh, course. I uh, went to took this course from Cornell, and um, I was working on a particular bird. It was a northern goshawk that came in and had a broken uh, broken wing, and um, so I got to handle my subject matter, mm. and I got a little bit more attached than I should have. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we there are certain methods that you use to so that they don't imprint on you. Mm. And um, even though he never did imprint me, I imprinted on him. <laughs> and uh, it was a male, a uh, really colorful male, and, and uh, probably about three and a half or four years old. Beautiful bird. And uh, so we got him all patched up. And before he left, I went down and I, we had a piece of one-way glass down there, and I would go down and watch his movements and mannerisms. And I, I did, I don't know how many sketches, probably 30 sketches mm. different bird parts and different mm. things in, in action and I actually did the, did the piece and um, and I thought you know I, I kind of like this there's a connection now between me and the subject matter which mm. is kind of you know in my field of wildlife was kind of dangerous because <laughs> it, my whole house would be filled with my, <laughs> my own stuff but in this case um, I went ahead and I did this piece and um, I let it sit for a while, hanging on the wall, and I got a frame for it, and I framed it all up, and and I let it sit for several months. I didn't take it to any shows or anything. I just wanted to remember the process, remember the experience, and then a friend of mine came by. It was a, uh, I only had like one neighbor within five miles where I lived, and he came up, and he looked at that, and and he he said was this one of the birds you worked on i said yeah and i told him the story and all of a sudden he became part of the painting Mm. because now he's identifying with what we went through to get this bird back in the air and and uh so he ended up talking me out of the piece (laughs) and i sent it uh sent it home with him and to this day and this was probably in 1980 six or 87 Mm -hmm. and to this day he still uses a very small maybe three quarters of an inch by maybe an inch and a half image of that on the back of all of his cards that he sends out oh and and uh and i i asked him one time a couple years ago i said pete do you 
you still use that? And he said, oh, God, yeah, I love that painting. He said, it's the first thing I see when I walk into my office every day. Hmm. Oh. And, and so it touched him. Yeah. And that's what, that's the definition of, of art, mm-hmm. is that it, it touches somebody to a point where they want to have it and they want to keep it. And I was willing at that time to share it with him. And it's a, it's kind of a heartwarming story, but yeah. but by the same token, he still uses that image, and it's mm. been you know since the eighties right. that he's had it. Yeah. So, um, and I know it's in a good home, and we mm-hmm. became really good friends, and and we communicate. He lives in uh, Norco, California, but he owns a bunch of land up there, and and uh, so we still talk to each huh. other. Uh, yeah. I talked to him just shortly before Christmas. It was great. I mean. It's awesome. And that's neat to see it still is part of his life and yeah. means so much to him still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and uh, um, you know, his, his wife, unfortunately, developed Alzheimer's, but she looks mm. at that piece and she looks at it and she smiles. Mm. So, there's something you know, there's something memory. there. Yeah. And it doesn't happen with every piece, but it happened mm. with this piece. Yeah. And, and uh, so it means a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. It's a heartfelt uh, heartfelt emotion, you know, when somebody can take that home like that and have it touch them in such a way. Did you paint that bird again in other iterations? I did, I, I did one. Um, mm-hmm. And I did I, I did one a little bit later on and actually as a fundraiser for the uh, Northern Rockies Raptor Center where I volunteered my oh, time. Neat. And uh, they, they put it on shirts and mugs and and then and then they auctioned the piece off and and they generated some money so we could, you know, continue to do our work. Do you still uh, rehabilitate birds? No, I. Um, <laughs> when I, yeah, that's the only thing I'm capable of rehabilitating. <laughs> um, but at any rate, uh, no, I I uh, got uh, I I ran worked and got a lot of my uh, prescription stuff from a veterinarian here in Great Falls and and eventually. Uh, because my space here was limited, um, uh, sadly, I had to stop that. Mm. I still get a phone call once in a while from Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, but most of the people I work with are retired now. Um, <laughs> so I don't get as many as I used to. But there's a couple of rehabbers here in town now that, that uh, I donated all of my supplies to, and then I returned some things to the veterinarian. And uh, so the birds are still getting back up in the air. Um, and that's the most important thing. I just yeah. uh, regret that I can't do more. Mm. But you can't, you know, there there comes a time where you have to realize you can't do it all. And I just didn't have the space. Um, I get a, I got an injured bird in one time, um, and it was a, it was a, a hawk, red tail, and uh, I didn't have any place to exercise it. It was a minor. A minor break on the wing but it got it was to the point where the bird really couldn't fly easily and so i went out and netted him and brought him back to the house and put the wing back together and and about six weeks later it was time for him to start exercising and i didn't have a facility like i did up there uh, the northern Rockies center we had a 150 foot flyway oh. and so you could exercise the birds out there yeah. which is uh, which is really fun because you just basically chase them around the enclosure and make them fly uh, to get away from you. And, and, uh, um, and then fly. I, I think I'd be good at that. <laughs> I just yeah. didn't know that was a calling I could have yeah. pursued. Yeah. It, and it was, you know, it was enjoyable, but you really had to watch out because, you know, sometimes they get a little cranky. And yeah, them, fight them, back. Yeah, yeah. I think your head is nesting material. Um, but anyway, I had this I had this hawk in, and so I was going down. I, I uh, talked to... Uh, uh, the game wardens down at uh, Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, and 
And I said, okay, I'm going to be coming out today. And I got, you know, the, the straps. They're called Jesse's. They fit around the ankles. And, and you put a tether on that. And so I was down at just above Giant Springs flying this hawk on a tether in a big circle. And and it was attracting an awful lot yeah, of attention. Yeah, quite a spectacle there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it did. There what was is some, this crazy man Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I'm spinning around like a top and the bird's flying. And he really wanted to get away. And, and uh, when it got to the point where he was pulling pretty hard, I knew it was time to, you know, take the Jesse's off and turn him loose. And mm. so I took him back out to an area close to where I had captured him and opened up the box and he didn't fly out. And I thought, well, this is weird. And so I, <laughs> so ran you know, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of got to the back of the box and it was, you know, breathing on him and talking to him, hoping that he would run away from my voice. And mm-hmm. he stepped out the, the, uh, uh, door of the box and kind of stood there and looked around and went back in the box. Oh, and no. <laughs> and uh, so I basically tipped the box a little bit so that he could come out and he kind of looked out there and he looked around and he was gone like a shot at that oh. point. Mm. He realized that he was free. He didn't have the straps anymore yeah. and, and uh, it was really fun to do that. But, you know, if you can imagine the guy hanging on to this bird that's flying <laughs> in a circle around you. Uh, yeah, like, did you get like the cops called on the sheriff's deputies called on you ever when you were doing no, that? No, no, okay. never no, I never did. And I had um had to carry all my permits and licenses sure. with me at all times and yeah. uh, but it was a national thing. I I found one over in Richmond, Washington. I could I could go catch the bird, but you hmm. know, that's there's a lot of federal regulations involved and yeah. so you, you just got to carry that with you. <laughs> How do you select your subject matter? Did the the, the red tail hawk make it into a uh, oh yeah he made several yeah mm-hmm. yeah he was a good subject uh, and I could put him on a perch in my garage and all of a sudden magically he would appear in a forest in a painting um, <laughs> as opposed to hanging you know hanging tools and stuff like that um, yeah he he was a good subject and he was a he was a beautiful he was a little bit older he was probably five because he was uh, red tails pretty much look like red tails at the end of their first year. Um, mm. And their colors are really brilliant when, when they're young like that. Uh, so it was he was a good subject. Yeah. Um, he had a uh, great color and a good, uh, a, a good um, I guess you'd say he was well-mannered for a wild animal. Hmm. Um, so he made it into several. Um, but as far as picking subjects for a wildlife artist, you know, you can be inspired driving down the road and you see a background somewhere and to stop and, and do a quick field study, maybe an hour and a half, two-hour field study. And then I'll go home and I, you know, I'll look at the field study and put it up against the wall. Of course, you've seen those mm-hmm. at the house. And, and uh, I might be going through a whole different part of the country and see something happening and think, oh, man, I can, I can plug that right into that field study that I did. And it all fits. Mm. And... Um, so it could be anything. It could be a deer running. It could be a fox in the field. Uh, sometimes it just fits, and you know when it's right, you know, it's, it's the right combination. Hmm. Uh, I do take photos, but I don't have a, a super good camera or a big bazooka lens or anything. <laughs> um, I prefer to work with binoculars on a tripod and a stool and and sketch out of the binoculars or a spotting scope. I, I really, hmm. you know, that's ongoing education. Kind of like a doctor. You know, a doctor has his practice, yeah. and that's my practice. There you go. Yeah. I'm still practicing after yeah. 50 or 40 years, some yeah. years. So, um. We have one. Of, we have a, a few uh, Ron's paintings in our home, and yeah. one of them, um, 
you'll have to help me with the terminology, but um, one of them is out, I believe, by Augusta or Gibson Reservoir out in that yeah. area yeah, right. that we have. And right. I love it because it. Uh, this was one of the ones that is not framed, right. that we, we had it framed. Yeah. Um, but there are like little pieces of bug or gnats oh, yeah, or something absolutely. that because this was done while he was oh. sitting out there in the wilderness. And so yeah. those are, there's right. like little, little, a few corpses. little like texture pieces gnats. in there that yeah. are little gnats. Yeah, and I don't charge, I don't charge yeah. extra for those. <laughs> wow. But I just think yeah. it's so cool because yeah. it's like, no, Ron was like in it when he was yeah. painting that he was right there. And this is, you know, part of the environment that's uh, now that's, added texture to the sky in this painting. That's, yeah. the, that's the fun <laughs> part. And, and uh, uh, every year I do a, a couple of paint outs. I belong to a couple of groups and we go out professionally and paint around. And uh, a couple of years ago, we went out to, uh, we were painting at the north end of Flathead Lake, which is not Great Falls, but still it's Montana. Yeah. It's a pretty nice area. Beautiful, yes. And, uh, you can hang out there. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did. During I, the day. I was hanging out there, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, with a bunch of other like minded goofballs <laughs> and paintbrushes. And uh, the sun came up and a hatch came off the lake. And so I was painting sailboats with this pristine sky, and this hatch came off in a little breeze, and I ended up with about 100 of them <laughs> oh, in the sky. Oh, wow. And I told everybody that was my attempt at putting birds into this landscape. Was, <laughs> um, you know, it was a real fine brush and, and uh, trying to make up a story, and everybody mm -hmm. was, you know, obviously laughing because everybody else's <laughs> painting looked the same yep, way. Uh -huh. We all had hundreds of these little gnats or uh, mayflies and stuff stuck in our paintings. And so. I think that's because I also have... I've fall in love with that one that i love the water scenes and things yes. and i have one from from that area and yeah. that also has the little oh mats, yeah the that's when you're there that. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i prefer that they go onto the painting and and don't bite me but that right. doesn't always happen <laughs> shannon yeah. do you have any artwork that doesn't, doesn't have, have bugs, bugs in, in it? it oh yeah that's it <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> we do yes but i just like like that's so cool because it, and it's not like you can tell it's a bug or something but it's yeah just a little it's there texture it's, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah they get into the paint and the um, you know, wasps, they, they like the colors. Oh. And so if you have your palette open and you've got some colorful Fighting palette there. Stuff. Yeah, the wasps are the the nasty ones. Yeah. Um, so if they land on my colors, I purposely put paint on them and make them stick to the painting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell them it's a prehistoric animal. Yeah. There you go. Landscape. Pterodactyl. I guess yeah. we should say not all of, it's not, not like all of your paintings have <laughs> bugs in. in them and it's not no. this over. I just thought it was a cool because it was like, Feature. Was like yeah. in the element. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, um, that happens a lot down in Giant Springs too. Yeah. Um, especially if you're painting out on the island or anywhere along mm -hmm. there in the summer and you'll get a hatch coming off the springs or off the river. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're going to get invaded. I mean, uh -huh. you know, the people are nothing compared to the bugs that want to fly and become a part of it. So yeah. um, that happens a lot. So um, I'm going to dig into your personal life. Oh, um, no. You are married to an, a an artist who does completely different work than yes. you do. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? Was she an artist when you met her? Did you guys meet, get married? And then she's like, well, if you can do art, I can do art. No, she was, um, she was actually a, an art teacher oh. at one of the private schools here in town uh, for a long time. She really wanted to, uh, to do that. And, and, uh, she made her, uh, majored in history and Spanish, but she was a closet artist for a long time. And um, 
she would do these cute little batiks. Shannon has mm-hmm. one with the little snowman mm-hmm. with the yellow snow, little I believe. dog peeing on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's It's cute. hilarious. Yeah, it's it, hanging in it, our home right now yeah, by the it, door for the winter. Yes. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, she's got a great sense of humor, and, mm-hmm. and uh, she tries to inject that in, you know, in some of her pieces. But um, when she was teaching, and, and uh, she had uh, moved over to Great Falls High and was, was a Spanish teacher over there, and... Um, she was doing pretty well, but she was doing these small boutiques at the house, and not like any traditional boutique. Uh, you know, uh, her method was always a little bit different. It's her own style, which is great because she developed it. I right. Mean, you know, this is something that nobody else does. The echo method. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the echo method. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, and and um, we went to a show, and it was a show of predominantly lady artists that was down at Paris Gibson Square and she looked around there and she said you know what that's going to be my goal I'm going to I'm going to work and I want to get into an all-woman show Hmm. and that was the impetus right there and so she went home and she worked her tail off to produce work that was good enough to get into a show of that caliber Mm -hmm. there were some really well-known artists in there well the funny thing happened on the way. Um, <laughs> she she did this uh, great big uh, three-piece set, a triptych of three Native American portraits, and submitted it to the Russell Auction. They never take diptychs or triptychs. It's always just mm. one piece. And uh, the director at the museum at that time fell in love with that piece and um, encouraged the, the uh, jurors to take a serious look at it. And they took all three pieces, and, and uh, so she got into the C.M. Russell oh, auction wow. the first time she applied. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my. And it took me Holy cow. eight or ten <laughs> attempts. I was like, that's got to be a small crowd that can say that. Yeah, it's a yeah. very small crowd. And, and, it, and, you know, she took it in stride. Mm-hmm. Um, she said not that she thought she was deserving of it, but she didn't get a big head. Mm. She said, oh, boy, now I've just upped my own game because yeah. now I got yeah. in. Now New I have goals. to have to continue to produce at that level. Mm-hmm. And that level has since grown um, beyond what we expected. But um, we crunched numbers. She, she loved teaching. She loved the students. Uh, she really did. But it got to a point where the artwork, she'd come home from school, we'd eat dinner, and she'd disappear into her studio, <laughs> and she'd oh. be working till you know, eight or nine o'clock at night. And, um, and then on the weekends, and then pretty soon that's, that's what her life was. Mm-hmm. And so we crunched numbers for a year and she said, well, I, if I could just sell one painting a month with my retirement, we'll make it. <laughs> and um, so she retired from teaching after, I don't know how many years, 20, 20 some years. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. she retired early from teaching and, um, Got to pursue her dream, and it has. We've been really, really fortunate mm-hmm. um, because she didn't sell just one painting a month. <laughs> um, galleries recognized the significance of it, of her own style, and how mm-hmm. she was doing things, and uh, some shows did too. And the next thing you know, um, even though you know, I, I've been around the block and I I know a lot of people. I didn't have any say when she submitted to get into. Um, the show over at the Heritage Inn because mm-hmm. oh. you had to you have to submit you have to be jury yeah. to get a room mm-hmm. and you better behave or you'll lose it so <laughs> um, so I told her just make sure you behave and uh, uh, all on her own I didn't 
talk to anybody or anything and I just said you submit and see mm-hmm. what happens and she got accepted and wow. uh, we shared a room for a few years and then um, she started working a little bit bigger and I had to work smaller <laughs> and uh, so we did that for one year and then she applied and got her own room and now we are married but we're independent yes um, so, uh, and that's so you're gonna really find well, echo so. in a room and you're gonna find ron, ron in a room right. and they're still married yes yeah typically close to each other right yeah we try <laughs> yeah we try to keep that out because yeah. she has to come by and keep her thumb on me just to yeah. make sure that i don't <laughs> say sure. something stupid you yeah. know yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's so okay. how much time do you both put in to prepare for your shows because you likely don't just have things hanging around the house no yeah. not usually and and uh, we're very grateful for that but we we've got the galleries you know that we have to feed and um literally and physically <laughs> um but we uh we usually start preparing in um late july the first of august for the march events the next march, oh yeah. and we have the big show here in town uh, the russell auction and then the out west art show and then the weekend after that, we have to fly down to San Antonio. It's the only two shows we do anymore. They're back to uh, back. Back to back. And then we're, you'd think, oh, man, then you're done. <laughs> no, not really, because then the galleries say, well, yep. mm-hmm. you know, summer's coming. We need mm-hmm. some more work. So, But our, our primary time for producing work is between August and the 1st of March. Mm. And uh, we do take some time off. You know, you have to. Um, stress management, to yeah. Take a sanity, break. Sanity, yeah. sanity, salvation, and all of that. <laughs> um, and then once in a while, you know, I'll teach a class or something, and uh, or a workshop, which is always fun. Um, Echo doesn't teach because you know her. her she did it already. So yeah, she's I mean, done. Yeah, she's done. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah she's <laughs> been there, done that, and not doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you take commission? Do yes. you take commission pieces as yeah. well? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I look at the schedule, you know, look at the calendar. It depends on when. And we both, well, Echo doesn't like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind it. Uh, you know, I've been at this a little bit longer, and I know how to frame it out for timing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, look at the calendar and see what's coming up, how much time do I have, and who's in front of them. Because I, I still have three commissions right now. Oh, wow. And um, thankfully, one of them isn't due until the end of next year, and it's a huge triptych piece for a, a gentleman um three three huge paintings and they have to fit together and mm. he's got a specific spot so uh, i've got that and i have to travel over to the swan and do a couple paintings over there for some people um so you know commissions right now are about eight months out to mm-hmm. a year for me mm-hmm. and echo doesn't do them so you know yeah. <laughs> um, and i schedule those out i already know what the subject matter is going to be i've got a mm-hmm. couple preliminaries and, and there's a lot of background work because not only do i do the commissions and the painting i also sweep the floor um, <laughs> work on vehicles and, you know, there, yeah. mm-hmm. so you know those are also stress management mm-hmm. things that uh, you have to give your brain a break work both sides mechanical yeah. and and artistic so so you are one of the very few artists i've met that kind of have this interesting balance of the art and the business side um yeah uh really and i've called ron a number of times my art sensei i'm like i've got (laughs) some ideas you tell Mm -hmm. me what you think because we'll talk because i'm the nerd you know what's the market who's buying what does it look like do you ever find catch yourself going well these kind of things sell better so i'm going to make these kind of pieces or do you really still just go with the passion of what you're feeling uh to create your artwork 
Well, it's, you know, it, surprisingly, <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, if I'm doing a show in Texas, I'm not going to do just Roadrunners. Um, <laughs> because most uh, most of the collectors and buyers in a different market area um, are going to be more curious about where you're from with a little bit of what they're from. Okay. Something that has a broad appeal. Like, I love doing horses. I'll, I'll paint horses with dramatic light on them early, early in the morning when the sun first comes mm. up and uh, get that dramatic light on them. They're universal. Yeah. They can they can fit in both mm-hmm. marketplaces. Um, the one thing that I, that I have learned about doing shows around the country is um, if you show uh, or if you can render um, a piece from a location close to where the show is at, that will grab the attention and then they can explore the diversity of subject matter in, in your display space. And uh, they'll then be attracted and they want to learn more about that because they've oh. already seen... 92 Roadrunners. Yeah. But this mountain, my God, this is beautiful. Where's this at? So all mm-hmm. of a sudden you become, you know, a travel agent. <laughs> uh, and explain to them the benefits well, of thanks, coming Ron. to yeah. Great yeah. Falls, Montana. Great Falls. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the Russell Museum? Have you and ever this seen that came yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it's a combination of both, oh. uh, I think. And, and one opens the door for the other. And it, it seems to work that way for me. And um, you know, Native American subject matter is really big uh, for a lot of artists right now because they are, in essence, becoming historians. Mm. Um, that's another thing that I encourage and when I teach workshops is to paint what you know. So if you know Native American culture, paint that. Right. If you know wildlife or you've hunted or fished, paint that and because you're familiar with it. And so um, that all ties in with the long answer to your <laughs> to your question um that that all ties in together uh, because if you have knowledge then not only can you uh, express it in your painting but then you have to study yourself so that you can answer those questions mm, yeah mm-hmm. nothing more embarrassing say well i don't know it was just a good looking guy and yeah. i put a headdress on <laughs> right, that doesn't that doesn't right. that doesn't wash yeah you know you have to have you have to be able to tell that story yeah and you're not bogarting another culture you're educating mm-hmm. and sharing the knowledge that you got from that culture to uh, to the public who may not know anything mm-hmm. and there's so, the story and yeah, significance the story. more behind that painting yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like the teepees up on the hill up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how gorgeous are those? Yeah. And, but how many, you know, people drive by and say, oh, wow, look, colored teepees. Right. Okay, so what, are they, what do they know about teepees? Mm-hmm. Right. They know they're colorful and they're sitting on a hill by the school administration building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they, they know the significance? Yeah, and why there's so many of them. And, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What so tribes they represent. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, so. I think that's always the fun. And, and being here in our office, we'll get guests who walk in and they're curious. They oh, ask yeah. those kind of questions, mm-hmm. which is really nice because they're trying to learn more, um, mm-hmm. understand more about what's here, what's, you know, what what makes Great Falls tick, which is really mm-hmm. fun. Right. And I think that's why I enjoy Western Art Week so much is because right. you are visiting with people. Um, yeah. My husband historically has been an elk guy like right. every elk painting or <laughs> any type of art that includes something to do with elk has ended up in his purview and a lot of it ends up in our house and he goes this last year at the out west show he says 
we can't buy any more elk. We just can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Reached have capacity. too much elk all over our house. We can't do it anymore. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're walking pa- past the Montana Watercolor Society booth right. inside the Out West Star Show. And he happens upon a uh, Indian maiden in a field of uh, lupus. Lupin. Lupin. Yeah. And he just sat there and stared at her. He's like, I am in love with this woman. And like, <laughs> well, like, he oh, got okay. touched. Yeah. I, he and got I touched. just, yeah. I watched him just become enamored with this woman and I couldn't believe. And he goes, I can't even figure out why hmm. I love this so much because yeah. of this first it's no not elk. an elk <laughs> yeah, no not elk even yeah. not even a mountain scene it was yeah. a prairie and i thought well my goodness this is interesting it's been yeah. moved yeah um yeah. unfortunately we had perched or fortunately maybe we had <laughs> engaged in some of the auctions and some of the other rooms mm-hmm. already yeah. he's like we can't we can't sp- we can't keep spending all yeah. of our money. And I said, I don't know why we can't. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. hard. Um, so that was the one piece he yeah. walked away from. But I I often wonder um, hmm. if he would still be moved by it today mm-hmm. if he saw it. I'll bet he would. Um, you know, those impressions last. Hmm. And, and it's not uncommon for people. And I've seen this in numerous shows. I hear the stories from numerous artists. They'll say, geez, I had a guy walk through my booth last year. And he called me eight months later and said, do you still have, have. Mm-hmm. this piece? Mm-hmm. And so it's not a matter of, of just doing the artwork. Mm-hmm. It's touching somebody, just like it touched your husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he really connected with that piece mm-hmm. for some reason. And it doesn't matter. It's a personal thing with yeah. him. And, mm-hmm. and that's part of the function of what we as artists do is we try and connect. Yeah. And, and uh, maybe conjure up a memory. Yeah, this uh, um, or a feeling or an emotion of some He got type. to yeah. visit with the artist, got the story yeah. of where the inspiration happened, what was mm-hmm. actually going on yeah. when this watercolor was created and yeah. And I just looked at him and I said, "You know, I think cuz she looked just so strong." Mm. And I yeah. said, "I think you're probably just drawn to the strong personality of this woman in this painting." And he goes, it could be. I do like strong women. <laughs> I yeah. was going to say, well, well he's go. married to you. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes right back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it really does. It, that, uh, you know, the honesty, the artist had the explanation, what inspired the artist to do the piece. And then you find somebody in that audience of viewers that goes through and is touched by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the cream on the on the cake. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so awesome cherry, when that it. happens. Yeah. yeah. I had that um, at western art week with an artist there and i I will mention this too because western art week we think you know i have to be into oh elk yeah cowboys or mountains mountains. i have a piece that that jason bought and surprised for me i saw it at western art week he found this artist later and surprised me for my birthday but i had this moment too with this piece and it was uh a painting of an elephant on slate material that was then framed and there was something i i was fortunate to study abroad in south africa during college and get to see elephants and i just think they're um, incredible animals and there was something about the eyes and the look in this particular elephant that just struck me and on this particular material and how it was done and so obviously it was it was a huge surprise but i had that moment with that elephant where i was just like there's something striking about just the eyes and the look of this elephant 
But I also bring that up to say at Western Art Week, there's a variety of, of pieces so and you never quite variety. know what's going to what's going to strike right. you either. And the diversity, mm-hmm. you know, the diversity that, of the show itself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Western is location. Mm-hmm. It's not a specific genre. I mean, you know, Western could be a prairie dog right next to a piece of napoli <laughs> yeah. and you have and you have you know two pests yeah, yeah. Uh, but it might strike somebody sure um yeah. it, it could be something as simple as that but the diversity of subject matter from the west mm-hmm. you know western art just isn't cowboys and native americans and, and elk right uh, there's a lot more to it and mm-hmm. i think that's one of the one of the things that the out west has to offer uh, is it, the diversity the montana watercolor society is there as well and even you know, with the young masters, you mm-hmm. look at what they're producing. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, the young masters uh, art program that we started uh, back in 2009, I think. Um, some of those kids that went through those classes and went through the scholarship program and are now teaching art, and a couple of them are now artists, were all inspired by other artists mm. at that show. Some of them, uh, I have two in particular that I still keep in touch with that that um, are art teachers who teach art and they're both they both live in the west and they say the same thing it's a location it's an mm-hmm. attitude it's not just cowboys and horses and all mm-hmm. the rest yeah. of that. um and and uh, how how rewarding can that can that be i mean yeah. you know to be able to touch somebody that way and that's that's what art does you know there's also an interesting i believe it was at the out west show as well that i've that i've seen this it's like an Andy Warhol type of twist on yeah. Western art, where it's like art. the comic yeah. kind of movie oh. reel kind Cody's of feel, work. but with, yeah. yeah. And so you get kind of that, the marriage that. of the different styles yeah. there. Yeah, that's exciting when you see that, mm-hmm. because, you know, artists have, you know, our brains operate a little bit differently sometimes. And, um, you know, there's there's an artist that, that uh, doesn't live in the West, but um, has the greatest sense of humor. He's Native American, and... Uh, you know, I I think of some of the stuff that he comes up with, like um, he did some ledger art with some Native Americans mm. chasing after Custer, holding his, Custer, Custer, you dropped your cell phone, um, <laughs> you know, and Funny. you know where did that come from? Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah, there is this little different plane that some of us you know delve into once in a while, but that's mm. the diversity that you can see. Yeah. Um, at at shows like that, and the, mm-hmm. and of course the Out West has a history of of uh, you know, finding those artists mm-hmm. and offering them the, ch- the opportunity to share w- with our audience here. Mm-hmm. So. so let's dig in just a little bit to the Out West show, which yeah. is going to be part of Western Art Week. Uh, Western Art Week happens March 15th through the 19th. And um, throughout Great Falls, 16 various shows, right. we've done an entire episode on Western Art Week with the the creator, uh, Norma Ashby Smith. So you can go back into our archives and listen to that. But this year, March 15th through the 19th, the Out West show is going to happen the 16th through the 18th. You've got those three days. Um, And there's quick finishes. There's quick draw. draw. There's Mm -hmm. auctioning of those pieces. There's gallery rooms we'll call them space to go and tour all these artists and visit with them and 
buy their stuff and mm-hmm. get to meet new artists and fall in love with paintings you would have never known or yeah. artwork in general that you would have not known. And I use paintings a lot because I think that's immediately what comes to my mind, but it's not right. just painting. It's sculptors, sculptors and wood carving, wood carving, it's jewelry, it's right. um, clothing mm-hmm. sometimes. And there's originals, there's prints, yeah. there's, um etches there's just the variety is so impressive mm-hmm. it is and and uh you know i've i've only i've been doing the show here i did it uh two years back in the 80s and then uh, didn't come back until 95 oh and uh and started you know was lucky enough to get a room back then um but since then um and i got pretty heavily involved in all of that and like a, we talked earlier about our young masters program um, we're going to be giving out this year um, because the Out West Art Foundation is a nonprofit. Um, we are blessed to be able to award college scholarships. Oh wow! And uh, for graphics and graphic design and uh, art majors, um, there's a whole list, and uh, the uh, those are all named for Phil and Karen Carell, who was one of the founders of, of uh, the Out West Art Show. Um, and his his daughter set up an endowment, and so we are um, we can give out uh, as much as twenty five thousand dollars a year in wow. college scholarships. That's significant. Um, yeah. And then we have uh, you know tragically Zach Babbitt passed away. He was one of our favorite artists, a young a young artist with more energy than ten teenagers. <laughs> was so so talented and so gifted and. Uh, tragically, he passed away uh, in a plane wreck up in Alaska, and um, his family contacted us to manage a scholarship for art educators only. And so we have the Zach Babbitt Family Memorial Scholarship that we give out every year also wow. uh, to help art students, as someone who wants to go into art education specifically. So, you know, there's opportunities there for, you know, a lot of assistance for for uh, the youth who would like to pursue this. And it's open to high school students, naturally. And uh, so, we, you know, that's one of the things. We're going to be giving out those scholarships. Plus, our partner, Embark Federal Credit Union, has been with us since the beginning. And uh, they hold a, um, it's a school-wide area schools, uh, high schools, um, open to all of them. And they can submit um paintings to be juried by Embark Credit Union managed we, we manage it but but they jury the artwork um, they provide um, first second and third monetary awards uh, and the monetary awards have grown pretty sizable mm. uh, for the credit union and so those award winners will also be presented during the Out West Art Show and uh, that's on Saturday night I believe and yeah. uh, and uh, we've got uh, some time there to showcase Who's coming up next? I don't know if you guys know this, and and this was a surprise to me when I, when I started working on the show uh, a few years ago. Great Falls has the highest percentage of professional artists of any city hmm. in the West. Wow, I did not know that. Another claim to fame for us. There you go. Ron, we market Great Falls <laughs> as Montana's base yeah. camp for art and adventure mm-hmm. because right. of our our impressive art scene right and i didn't even know that yeah and that was uh that came out of statistics about four years ago and uh through helena and uh wow i think it was 
when they were doing the census, mm-hmm. and and uh, that came out. I wasn't even aware of that. I knew it was high. Yeah. But I had no idea that the percentage was that high, and I will. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tout my. <laughs> My high school, it's still yes, there, even after do. all these years. Um, uh, CMR in Great Falls High in the 60s, the late 60s, there, I'm dating myself, um, <laughs> produced more uh, professional art, architects, uh, teachers than any school in the United States. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. And wow. That was, and that was just in those years. But if you take a look, we had Dan Clasby, who was a world-class sculptor. He lives in Australia now. <laughs> uh, huh. He's had five exhibits at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Wow. Um, Monty Dolak. Everybody knows oh, Monty mm-hmm. Dolak and his wonderful posters. Um, I sat behind him in third grade. <laughs> um, I've known him since right, wow. after, right after dirt was invented. But, but, <laughs> you look, but you look at that, and then you have, we have Steve Seltzer. Yeah. Uh, you know, the grandson of, of O.C. Seltzer mm-hmm. uh, uh, came out of this batch. And that's only three right off the top of yeah. my head. I have a whole list. Of and that. and you, Ron, Ukraine. Yeah, you. Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. But, um, but no, really, when you take a look at that and, and the teachers that came out of that, um, you know, Great that's Falls so has, it's a very rich uh, culture. And of course, it was, a lot of it is influenced by Russell, but a lot of it is influenced by the teachers and the mm-hmm, opportunities yeah. that those teachers had at that time. And so what we do as artists is we just push that along as best we can. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you know we've had an episode on the Urban Art Project where yes. we have an art gallery built into a parking garage. Mm-hmm. I don't know many places that do that no we have 27 works of art along the trail we foster that um art through the paris gibson square museum of art and the classes that are offered there Mm -hmm. we have so many different types of art that are just encompassed in this area that is encouraged and fostered which i think is really dang cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that and and uh, don't forget the writers that we have, which is mm-hmm. an art form yep. in itself, and the dancers that we have mm-hmm. with the dance studios around, That's and true. even the figure skating. I mean, um, the culinary, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and so the culinary arts, and and uh, so it's a it's diverse, but it's all an art form yep. in one way mm-hmm. or another, uh, whether you're baking cookies or or fancy meals for someone. Uh, whether you're catering or a musician, and look at the musicians we oh, have man. in town. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, you know, that's all an art form. Music is poetry and song, and and uh, you take a look around town, and and uh, we've got, you know, a good friend of mine is an exceptional musician, great sense of humor, who is also an extremely talented artist. Oh. <laughs> and so that there's there's two in one. You yeah. get two in yeah. one there. Um you know, that's Chuck Poulter. Mm-hmm. I was and, uh, figured that's who you were talking about. Yeah, We've had him on here. He's been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Did you know he used to design swimming pools? Yes, In I Los do. Angeles, yeah. <laughs> yes, I know I assumed that, that but yeah. there's yeah. my little that was piece my, of knowledge. That was a surprise when he was on the podcast. And yeah. uh, his art form takes many, many shapes <laughs> right now because he's got the... He's got the cars now. And he's yes. All, yes. And he's, he's driven a couple. He's driven some up here before yeah. when we've been here. Hey, come out. Look at this. Yeah. yeah well, if it was summer, I'd have one of mine out <laughs> okay. here, too. So uh, Chuck and I share wrench-bending stories. So. Um, but, no, you just take a look at that. And, mm-hmm. and it is, it's diverse, um, and it's not well-known. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have that diversity here, and it's all yeah. encompassed in Great Falls, Montana, yeah. of mm-hmm. all places. Well, right? and there is a room at the Out West Art Show where the young masters, the young yes. art mm-hmm. gets to be on display. And yeah. I think that's one of the funnest ones to go through yeah. is because you can see so much being developed mm-hmm. and, and started and and dang near some of them are so uh-huh. talented mm-hmm. we have uh, we go down and and uh the out west there's several of us on the out west um uh foundation that go down and we do a preliminary jurying uh for the top 20 and then the embark goes through and and picks out their favorites out of that top 20 and then um and then the people's choice is actually the people go down and vote on uh, the, their favorites, and uh, that's where the cash awards come from. Um, but if you really want to have some fun and go through the show, and if one piece appeals to you, you need to talk to that young budding artist and say, mm. how much do you want for that? And yeah. watch what happens to their face. Yeah, <laughs> um, Somebody wants to buy their work. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there was a couple pieces that um, for some reason they were, they were really unique. And I, I got a chance to jury those pieces. And, of course, they made the top 20. And then uh, one of them won an award. And I was going to buy that piece no matter what. And there was a little bit of a bidding war going on between the mother of the gal <laughs> and uh, Echo and I. Yeah. And I said, you know, you can have her do another piece for you and never tell me about it. <laughs> but I'm taking this one home. And this little girl, her, her eyes just kept getting bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. And uh, we paid her fair market value for that piece, and I think it blew her away. Yeah. And that right there sparked another artist. Mm, yeah. Um, and that wasn't the intent. The intent was I wanted the piece. Yeah. Um, but I but just imagine. to see her eyes light up. Yeah. Not know. only is someone wanting to buy it, but Ron Ukrainitz is wanting to buy your piece <laughs> well, of work. My goodness. Well, that, that aside, it, <laughs> I still have the piece. It means a lot to me because yeah. it, it was uh, a young girl, 14-year-old girl, um, and I got into the bidding war with her mother. So I have a great story <laughs> yeah. behind that piece. <laughs> yeah. I think um, that's the best part about getting art during Western Art Week is the stories the story, you, the experience you have yeah. Yeah. with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and yep. the, bug, the bugs in the oil. Yes, yeah. I was like, that's a story from, remember walking in your room and talking about that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was great. I do want to ask, well, I have one quick question. How many artists will be at the Out West show? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't have that number. Okay. Um, I don't know for sure. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say 165. Okay. I, it's likely <laughs> a lie. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yes, yeah, there will be a lot, an of, awful lot, lot of options. So there's yeah. great diversity there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're just grateful and thankful that um, the artists put their faith in mm-hmm. the out west to continue that legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Heritage Inn has hosted um, the event uh, that art show over there for 49 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they are a partner in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the Volk family has believed in us, and uh, that's something that we, that just shows the strength. Yeah. You know, their belief for 49 years that this is the place to be. Yeah. And uh, they do everything they can to accommodate uh, the artists and you know moving the furniture out of the uh, out of the bedrooms and <laughs> oh, making tall task there yeah yeah, uh, yeah and and making them available as artist galleries mm-hmm. and that's what that's how we treat them as artist galleries this is and your they gallery truly space. are galleries mm-hmm. because when I tell friends and family and people about Western Art Week and I'm like oh they convert hotel, hotel rooms room. into a gallery 
you can see some people get some really weird, confused <laughs> looks on their face. They're like, like their yeah. bed's not just in the middle of the room. Like, no. What yeah. is this going to look like? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I can see you're perplexed. Yeah. All of the furniture is removed <laughs> from right. the just a motel room. That has room a bathroom. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it is a gallery and the doors yeah. are open and you just walk through. Mm-hmm. And, and the displays are professionally done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the booth The space. lighting looks good. You're not yeah. trying to figure out what yeah. the yeah it's and there's you know there, i know that there's artists that prefer a booth space mm-hmm. um, because of the freedom of of the movement around there and so th- we've made those spaces available yep. well i didn't but, but <laughs> someone the, did someone yeah, did. But yeah. the out the out west real did brilliant after person. I, you know mm-hmm. after i left but um <laughs> not that i was against it but i just didn't have the opportunity back then but we, yeah. you know we had um we have that those spaces available now too so it's all encompassing you've kind of take up the whole building mm-hmm. um you know that with that space there and it's um and that's really cool um you know they have uh, display panels there and lighting mm-hmm. it's all professionally done and um, it looks like you know it's not just a you know fly-by-night market no I mean, yeah. this is a this is a well well run well done well-oiled yeah. machine that, mm-hmm. that comes together for this time in march mm-hmm. and it is professional it is not some weird experience no it's very high-end no. feel to it and it's the first major event of the year in the country for this type of work okay um so i'm gonna this is how <laughs> this is how we think about it okay everybody has got you know hopefully by march has got their taxes done and they're not waiting till the last minute yeah yeah and they might have a refund mm-hmm. and this is the first opportunity they get to go out and have fun mm-hmm. and the first major art event in the country of this yeah. caliber um so this is where they're going to come right off the bat mm-hmm. so the great falls is the place to be in march it's the only place to be only absolutely. place yeah, yeah absolutely so and if you got enough courage to fly in from anywhere in the country to montana in march it will be well worth your time to Absolutely. be here and most of the time the weather is just wonderful it's yeah. not cold it's not winter it's, no. I it's a only, little brown sometimes yeah. But, yeah. but it's usually pretty decent yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. i can only remember two extremes we had one year um and i don't remember which year it was we had one year where we had an extreme heat event and it was like 70 degrees, oh my gosh. and everybody and their uncle was out on the river in the boats <laughs> yeah. and fishing and water skiing in the, on the Missouri River mm-hmm. before... In March. Yeah, in March. <laughs> well, and then there was uh, the first or second year that I got, it was 96, I think, or maybe 97, um, we got a huge blizzard on Wednesday. Well, almost everybody had come into town on monday or tuesday okay and and they were locked in they couldn't get any airplanes <laughs> yeah. out of here so the only Perfect. place they had yeah. to go was here. was the show yeah. and and uh, so that was pretty awesome too yeah um and that was fun that was a real captive audience i love that <laughs> it was great so so folks um by now you're like i need to meet ron and echo mm-hmm. uh you've listened to chuck you need to meet chuck and you're like, this is the perfect time. Western Art Week mm-hmm. is where it happens. Uh, get all your details at westernartweek.com. And book your rooms now. That's kind of the big thing. Yes. Whenever you're listening to this, mm-hmm. I have no idea when it airs. You act like I know stuff, people. And that's <laughs> not true. <clears throat> so check out Western Art Week. You'll mm-hmm. get information about the shows, but that'll link you also to the show sites as well. Mm-hmm. So you can get more details of what artists are there, what kind of fun things are happening. We list all the events. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really an experience like no other. 
and to get access to, I'm going to say it, it's probably a lie. All of our <laughs> local artists yeah. in Great Falls are somewhere mm-hmm. during that week. Yeah. In Great Falls at a show that mm-hmm. you can visit and talk with. So yeah. I think you're pretty close on that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine they wouldn't be there. Right. Yeah. I just got one final question here for uh, Ron. When I will, I'll be sharing this video on our social channels, YouTube, things like that, because I got to go. Did I say YouTube's YouTube, <laughs> YouTube channel? Uh, I got to go inside uh, Ron's studio here a while back. Oh. Yeah. Been holding on to this video to save it uh, to give people a little taste ahead of time. Oh, you are predominantly you've done so many watercolors, but when I was there and the video I have you working on this incredible piece and the clay ward piece yes yeah you're the expert it's almost like if i compared it like a scratch board type of feel but that's because i don't know anything so <laughs> tell us about this piece because it is not your uh okay. typical watercolor images will that be at yes will that okay. be at Yes. Um, Your show. Yes. Uh, I work on, I I love working on in oil, first Mm -hmm. off. Um, But I got my start with these engravings. And they're done on clayboard. I call them engravings because that's what they are. Clayboard, thank Um, you. I was trying to remember the name. Yes. Well, well, I won't get into the scratchboard debate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you've heard that line. Yes. Um, But no, I start with, you know, and I draw all my pieces out because uh, these things are very labor intensive. The board is expensive. The clay board is about $35 to $50 a sheet, depending on, you know, the the texture that you want on it. Okay. And so you don't want to make a mistake. So I line everything out first in pencil. I draw everything out Mm -hmm. in pen. And you've seen the files. Um, I have these big flat files where all my sketches live. And um, when I get the composition set up the way I want it, then I start. Uh, by airbrushing all of the details, the textures and uh, uh, markings, whatever, um, onto that, uh, just in a dark uh, waterproof ink. Okay. And so it's a, I'll have a black blob, a bird blob, or elk blob, or whatever. And I uh, think on this the white was clay a headdress and, was the one yeah, that I saw the, you working on. Yeah, yeah. and the headdress, the headdresses uh, take me about three months. Mm-hmm. Um, they oh, they wow. really do, and I uh, I don't want to do any dishonor to um, the story behind the headdresses because mm-hmm. they were they were built to honor bravery and courage and yeah. and uh, some and compassion other works so those are a little bit more um, researched out mm-hmm. uh, the wildlife pieces you know they're uh, I have my black blobs and I'll, I'll airbrush in the background leaving that black alone and then eventually I get into um, when the background is completed then I go back and I engrave with different styluses all of the textures the markings so that i have now a very colorful black you know or background with uh, this black and white image and then using glazes of acrylic i'll go through and i I glaze in the appropriate color uh, what i need and at the end of it it end up with a finished piece yeah Um, it's so based on what you're saying pops so yeah, they, my, it takes yeah, on like a dimension to it. All by it, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it does, and it's. Um, and these are mostly I, I teach several workshops, but there's very few p- students that I have that continue this method because mm. um, this is not instant gratification. It looks very labor intensive. It and is. Yeah, you have to be very patient with it. And, I, and because the background is black, and some of them, yeah, are the one that I was right, there the address, for is black. Yeah. yeah, that seems even more. This dramatic. delicate, yeah, it is, and and uh, 
you get really good at covering up your mistakes mm -hmm. and knowing <laughs> how to cover up your mistakes. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the big thing. So, mm. um, it, yeah. and they are, like I said, they're labor intensive, mm -hmm. uh, but I can also tell a lot of stories about the subject matter. Mm -hmm. Um, because when you get to this level of detail, you have to, you better know your subject. Um, Inside and out. Yeah, mm -hmm. because somebody's going to come along and say, gee, you missed four scales <laughs> on uh, this fish. Yeah. Uh, I had that happen once. Oh, no. And I don't know if I missed four scales or not, but the fish I had was missing four <laughs> scales. <laughs> I did every one that I could see. Oh, so, my goodness. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, th that is a, that's a technique that I use, uh, polychromatic engraving. I use acrylics for the color and glazes over the top of that and yeah. that's why i do oils mm -hmm. because oils are like recess you know i can go out and play and <laughs> yeah you know put my beret on put some french music on a bottle of wine and stand with a, a brush that's two, you know two feet long and paint off the end of it yeah um with yes, these, excuse I'm my over. excuse my ignorance of it's calling everything ignorance. watercolor scratchboard that's not don't listen to me this is why we have wrong <laughs> here to properly explain yeah. all the techniques i use watercolor on my etchings okay yeah so, so let me just for people at home who didn't get to see the handout yes, that I studied mm -hmm. when Ron was describing this I am picturing like cutting in and 3D formation that is not what happens uh, no maybe on <laughs> a microscopic is, scale but mm, not by hand yeah. it is still a flat image yeah. on clayboard it don't think of it as a big blob of clay and and you've carved stuff away and revealed things mm. it's not a 3d thing it's a flat but it's vibrant yeah and Even it takes in, on a dimension yeah. yeah for me again my very untrained ignorant no, self no, no. when i look at it, it to me there's a different dimension to it, to it than yeah. other pieces yeah. yeah yeah they're they're uh they're not the easiest thing in the world to do and uh, the echo and i tell everybody that <laughs> You know, if you want to find a hard way of doing something, just ask. <laughs> we'll, we know we the hard it way. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's. But that's yeah. why, like I said, I, I do uh, these, and then I do the oils, and, and uh, I do etchings. Of course, I do you know traditional etchings with the acid and the press and ink and and make a huge mess. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it's fun. The fun of it, oh, yeah. it, it is. Yeah, I like it, but uh, you know, Echo won't let me downstairs out of my studio until I wash. Um, but no, uh, you know that, and that's. I'm not the only guy who does, you know, multimedia things. Right. We have several artists in the show that that uh, will work in watercolor or oils or watercolors and acrylics or oils and acrylics on different mediums and even the wood carvers that we have. Um, I don't know if you know this. I want to. I'm going to pump the Out West Art Show one more time here. Oh, mm -hmm. go for it! And uh, we have we have the benefit of having a and I I'm probably a little bit light on this, but. Um, we have an artist in town here who is so understated and is so low-key that people don't even know that he is a six-time world bird carving master. That's, wow. Uh, his name is Jerry Painter. Mm. And um, he goes to these major competitions where they're international, they're, they're back east, uh, and uh, he's had books written about him. He's, like I said, he's very understated, but he is wow. a five, at least at five, and I believe it's six-time international world bird carving oh champion gosh. that lives here in town. Wow. And uh, so how, if that doesn't say something, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's really, wow. it's really incredible, amazing work. Yeah. And, and uh, 
you know, that's just uh, one of the things that people, I, I think, should spend some time talking mm-hmm. to Jerry. If you think I'm a bird nut, <laughs> talk to Jerry. Um, this guy is really amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's mm. a, a just, and uh, he's outstanding in his field. He's at the top mm. of the leaderboard. I think that would be just fun to see because the yeah. amount of detail you kind of have to put into a carving of a bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just imagine myself, you know, sitting down, <laughs> trying to whittle, whittle something out of wood. <laughs> And I'm going to create a bird that mm. would replicate what an actual, actual bird. bird looks yeah. like. That's no. that's really not. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to take some talent. talent. I mean, just yeah. Holy, holy wow. Yeah, well, it's uh, <laughs> and I had I I wanted to mention that because it yeah. just shows the diversity of what we have mm-hmm. here and the caliber. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he's the, at the Out West Art Show. Out West Art Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's Look exhibited there that. for many years. Mm-hmm. Write it down, painter, who doesn't paint? No, yeah, <laughs> <The> cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be, it would be same. easier if it would be Jerry Carver, but it's Jerry yeah. Painter. <laughs> Jerry Painter the Carver. Jerry, Jerry Painter, Painter the Carver. The Carver. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and he's a, he's a great guy mm. besides that. So. Well, when we had Chuck on, he was talking about the August events that were yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. And one of the artists that were at his show was uh, oh. uh, the the squirrel taxidermist yes mm-hmm. oh, oh my gosh hilarious yes. and that yeah i couldn't wait to see the art mm-hmm. and i squealed like a little girl <laughs> when i finally saw it i'm like oh, it uh-huh. is so amazing and yeah. my mom yeah. was with she's, she's what like, are you what's happening about? i'm like we talked this about guy. these squirrels this guy and yeah. he was engaged visiting with someone yeah. else and so i didn't get to really fangirl over him but no. oh my gosh yeah. the amount of variety of art that you get to yeah. see now mm-hmm. i'm excited to and see jerry painters yeah. Yeah. work yeah pay really good attention to it yeah yeah look at all the little crevices oh. of it. Mm-hmm. yeah Love it's amazing it's amazing stuff but that's once again just diversity mm-hmm. and uh, just another one of the hidden talents that we have here in great balls mm-hmm. yeah. ron where can we find you and echo are you online can people get a taste of your stuff or or they're linked on anywhere. our website. Well, of yeah. course they are. Yeah. So yes. I guess that's all you need to know. Yeah. 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 And Never I mind. Have, yeah. This, uh, <laughs> we both have independent websites. Okay. Uh, we are married, but we're independent. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you can look either one of us up, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Right you're pretty easy to find yeah. online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I wanted to hide for a long time. Yeah. But it nope. Not we're no putting more. your face and voice yeah, all over our channels. Didn't yeah. work, darn mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, Ron, thanks for spending the afternoon with us. Oh, this has been great. Sure, appreciate it. Yeah, it's nice to sit down among friends and do that. So, thank you. I, um, just a weird plug as we end, you've waited this long. (laughs) It is the funnest when we get to visit with artists. Yeah. Because each one, completely different. Stories so different. Um, the artwork they create is completely different. Mm -hmm. Even if they're all oil painters, what they approach, how they do it, completely different. Mm -hmm. And before Ron showed up. Alex Smithson oh, yes. came in with the willow weeping oh willow tree yeah. table. I'll have, to, a, I'll have to post a picture of that. That he yeah. talked about uh, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank you, Alex yeah, Smithson. Yeah, he just reached That's out. absolutely impressive. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited to be able to showcase it at our office, which mm-hmm. is now another feature of what you get to see we're full of art in here. We've got we the are. table. We've got Ophelia Easton's mural. mural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we've got photography oh, mm-hmm. in the back. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, some pieces on loan from Wayne Thayer, yes. who is yeah. an yeah. avid my collector yes. in yep. here. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'll just put it out into the universe. 
we're looking for a bison head to adorn <laughs> oh. our our oh, wall. Oh yeah, you have that somewhere. spot you really want. Mm-hmm. I do. And I will settle for an elk, but what I want <laughs> is a bison head. Um, it can be an actual taxidermic bison. It could be a piece of artwork because I saw an amazing metal sculpted. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I can't imagine mm-hmm. how heavy it is, but Ooh, yeah, I'm open. Uh, we want more art in our yeah, office. We love showcasing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there That's you go. Awesome. Yeah. Wish I'd have known that a week ago. I just finished one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but it's sold. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that that's really what yeah. should happen yes. with your art. Like, that's what the point is. Yeah. yeah. Um. So well done on selling mm-hmm. your bison head. Yeah. <laughs> I'll thanks, put the word out again. Too. Thanks for hanging out with us. It has been a blast. Yeah. We completely well, enjoy guys. it. This is fun. And we hope that you've enjoyed this time mm-hmm. together. On we're no damn experts. Uh, we love bringing you little pieces of information about our wonderful community in hopes that you're going to show up and Mm -hmm. spend a night here and enjoy some things talk to ron and echo yourself yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, certainly western art week is one of those events that are worthwhile to come out for absolutely and until we see your bright smiling happy healthy face here in our wonderful community we hope you're creating amazing memories with your friends and family wherever you are we'll see you soon we are no damn experts is the recorded claims from great falls montana covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town <laughs>